at what point do you have enough? At what point do you wake up and say, I have it all. There is nothing else I want. Hmm. Don't think it's going to happen. What's up, fellow hunter-gatherer? I spent a lot of time trying to figure out what it is about life, what dynamic in life impacts us to the extent that, I don't know if you've noticed, but no matter what you have, there's always something else you want, right? And there's two ways we can go on this conversation. The first would be that it's directly the influence of marketing. It's people trying to sell us stuff all the time. And of course, we have to run out and buy it. And it forms our thinking about how we make purchases, how we come to that decision where we're manipulated or otherwise driven to buy. But there is a another aspect of this that I've considered too. And that is, it's that, it's the, I call it the hunter-gatherer effect. And basically, what it amounts to is um, innately, just like birds who go collect sticks and seeds and squirrels who collect nuts and they get ready for winter. And they're always in this constant state of movement where they acquire stuff for survival. Uh, I think maybe we might be under that same influence. And granted, we have the ability to reason and there's a lot about uh, human beings that are different than any other animal on the planet, any other mammal or any other animal on the planet. We have the ability to reason. But within that, if you take a step back a few thousand years, the onset of our existence was a hunter-gatherer type of existence. It was a survival thing, right? And I don't know anything about history, all right? I'm not an uh, archaeologist, an anthropologist, anything like that. But just a simple observation, for a good portion of our evolution, we spent our entire time trying to survive, trying to stay in shelter, and trying to gather food and water so we can live, right? In my my opinion, and of course I have a lot of that, I have a lot of opinions, but in my opinion, I I I think the innate, our innate, need to hunt and gather is 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 within us right it's just this thing you always have to go out and get food and and when our needs are met it's not as much of the struggle as it used to be for us to uh to exist but that doesn't that doesn't eliminate that natural propensity to go gather stuff that's why Every time we go to the store, we grab handfuls of things, and some of those things we don't even need. We get an idea in our head, and of course, there's the other side of that, and that is the dose of happiness. I mean, because you can imagine a caveman, right? The caveman's over there. He's like, oh, right? And he goes out, and he's hunting, and he catches a rabbit. Can you imagine how excited he is about bringing a rabbit home to his family, right? I mean, it's cool. It's like, oh, I got a rabbit, right? But that same thing happens to us when we go to the store. And the question is... Is it because it's natural to us? And more than that, I guess the point I'm going to make here, the thing we're going to discuss is how much of an impact does that have on our ability to separate ourselves from the marketing and the advertising that offers us all these opportunities to live a better life? In my opinion, I think it's basically a paired match that someone came up with, and it's actually working better than most people would have ever imagined. Let's talk about never having enough. Now, if you're thinking to yourself, well, what the hell does this have to do with living your best life? Well, as it turns out, our our propensity, our, our uncontrollable desire for more, to want more, is actually part of the trap that keeps us from living our best life. I mean, think about it. 
the reason that you have the life you do and that your your choices are limited by what you have in your life is because you only have so many resources, right? You don't have an endless supply of money. And like everyone else in the world, you have 24 hours a day, right? And then, of course, there's the issue of energy. I mean, people tell me, I'm tired. Oh, I wake up tired. Uh, right? You, you get that, right? That's why we drink things like coffee and energy drinks. Where this ties into never having enough is that whether it's innate to us, whether it's a natural instinct to go out and hunt and gather and get more stuff, or whether it's directly influenced by the marketing that we experience, most of us are in a position right now where we don't have a significant amount of choices in life beyond where we are. Not because we wouldn't love to do more things, not because you wouldn't like to spend six weeks or six months a year on vacation, but rather because our resources of time, money, and energy don't allow for it. And granted, some people would say, well, you know, I'm completely happy with my life. I don't, I don't want to do anything more. I am where I am. It's fine. Everything's perfect. Which, of course, would, would be uh, feasible. I, I mean, I'd actually believe that if it wasn't for the fact that um, we all talk about the things we'd still like to do, right? You get a few drinks and you're like, yeah, I'd really love to go to Europe. Or can you imagine what would it would be like to uh, spend six months on the beach, right? Be, I, and I love the beach, obviously. You hear me talking about it all the time. But, but you pick it, right? We have these conversations all the time with people around us about the things we would like to do. And the biggest reason we're not able to do that is because we don't have the resources to do it. We don't have the time, we don't have the money, and we certainly don't have the energy for it. Well, it depends on what it is. I mean, if you're if you're talking about going to the Bahamas or going on a 14-day cruise, there's energy there. That's natural. As soon as I give you the idea, hey, you want to go on a cruise? You're going to be rocking. You'll be like, oh, yeah, let's do this. Energy levels are not a problem when you're doing shit you love to do, which is a whole nother conversation. But the reason you're not able to do that, the reason we have to accept the fact, you know, I'm happy, isn't because we're immensely happy. It's because what other choice do you have, right? How would you like to change that? How would you like to have the ability to actually wake up and say, hey, you know, I do have a job and I got all these obligations and I'm living my American dream or my version of the American dream. But guess what? Next month for the entire month, we get to do... And then you fill in the blank. The first step in that is controlling the want so you don't feel like you never have enough. You know, when you think about controlling the want and never having enough, this it's just simply a math problem. I talk about living my best life, right? One of the key aspects or one of the things that made the most impact on me when we moved out of the big house into our RV is that in doing so, I realized how much stuff I had in my life that I didn't need. How much stuff that I had in my life, all this crap I had collected that had had no impact on the quality of my life or positive impact. Let me say it had a negative impact. I remember going out in the garage and it's a mess because I've been out there working and there's stuff everywhere and the kids have been out there working and and. Everything that I had in my life, or most of what I had in my life, took time and resources away from me to do things and to have things that had nothing to do with who I was and who I am, right? Moved into the RV. Now, everything is analyzed based on its value because you're limited on space. 
And what was funny about that was all of a sudden, I don't feel like I don't have enough. I don't have this incessant desire to go out and get more. And where that comes from is it comes from our connection to ourselves. That comes from knowing what we love to do, knowing what inspires us, knowing what we need, and then just focus on gathering that, right? We still get our happiness fixed. We go out and we buy creamer. We don't buy eggs right now because I'm boycotting eggs. I'm not going to pay $12 for 18 eggs, right? Just not going to do it, right? But, but that's where we're falling down. And the problem that we have is when have you ever had a discussion with anyone where they told you, hey, listen, here's an idea. Streamline your necessities to the bare minimum. Forget about what you believe about how, how amazingly successful you'll be if you go in debt for a big house and you drive a big fancy car and you go in debt for that as well and you, and you have all this fancy stuff. Streamline it down to what you need to survive. Shrink that down and then take the resources that you have left and imagine what you can do with all those excess resources. Let's face it. There are people in the country right now who are paying $4,000 a month for their house. They have two car payments that are between four and $600 a month, right? And what are they getting for it? What we all get for it. They get up early every day. They work hard. They pay their bills, and there's a little bit left to go hunt and gather some little trinkets, which ultimately end up in a cardboard box in the garage, right? Just something to give you the benefit of all your hard work, right? What would happen if you actually spent time and made your choices based on what truly added value to your life? And when I'm talking about value, what I'm really talking about here is energy. What would happen if all of the stuff in your life was like, yeah, all right, let's do this. And believe me, I am the example of, of, of that, right? No, I don't have a lot. I have a, we have a 41-foot fifth wheel. We have money in the bank. We don't owe anybody. And... By no means is my RV fancy. It's just what we need to survive, to live, to accommodate our needs, right? But I wake up every day energized, excited because of it. Why? Because my focus isn't on hunting and gathering based on a model that's been given to me. My focus on is on living my life to its fullest based on who I am and what inspires me. There's the difference. When you can get to that point to where you know yourself well enough to understand the difference between what the world is telling you and what the truth is, you will never wake up again feeling like you never have enough. I'm going to put this in perspective for you because I think it's important for us to gain a true image of what I'm talking about because it's a difficult concept. That's why this podcast isn't rocking us because... Partly it's my fault because I haven't been able to explain it in a way that makes it clear to you. So let me see if I can do this. So let's pretend that you have the opportunity to start completely over. And instead of the American dream, what we do is we go into this store and we have these, they have life packages, just like a travel agency. And you go in and you're like, what would you like your life to look like, sir? Come on in. We have a variety of choices. You can be the rich CEO. You can be, you can spend your time doing any number of things in life. Forget about what you're doing. It, the, the world, sky's the limit when it comes to it. If you can imagine that, right? So you walk into the life store and you're like standing around. And you look up on the wall and you recognize something. 
there on the wall on a placard is is your life, right? It's the exact life you're living now. And you look around the world and all of the other possible lives you could be living. My question to you is, would you still be living the exact life that you're living now? Chances are, no. Chances are you would not have picked every aspect of the life you're living now. Now, there are definitely some benefits. I mean, the people you love and the people in your life, and, and there are some aspects of your life that you definitely would not change. But if you would look at your life on the wall and say, if I have the ability to choose, I'm going to choose, and you're not going to choose it again, you'd choose a different life. You'd choose a life on a sailboat. You'd choose a life where you're climbing mountains or you spend most of your time mountain biking or hiking or rafting. Or It's up to you. The world is a smorgasbord of opportunities. If you would not choose the life you're living right now, That is a key indicator that you probably should change something. Because like I've said so many times before, you are running out of time. We're all running out of time. And why would you want to spend one more minute than you have to engaged in a life that doesn't inspire you or doesn't elevate your existence to the highest possible level? Now, of course, there are going to be some people, you know, I wouldn't change a thing about my life. I love everything about my life. They say in a grumpy voice, pissed off because I even had the audacity to ask them or question their choices. For some of us, it's an impossible discussion. For some people, there are some people who don't even, will never hear what I'm talking about. But I look around in the world and, and what I see is I always, I see opportunities even in my own life. I told you a few podcasts back that my wife and I are transitioning out of RV life. We're going into condo life or apartment life. We want to try that out. And the reason why is because no matter where you are, there is always the opportunity to improve your position based on what you love to do. And more than that, based on what you don't like to do. Why would I transition from RV life into apartment or condo living? Because doing so relieves even more of the burden that I feel right now with having to maintain the RV. I move into an apartment and something breaks. Guess what? I get on the phone. I call maintenance. I say, hey, listen, this is broke. I grab my towel and I go to the beach. When I come back, it's fixed. That make my life better or worse? And how do I know that? Because I spend time thinking about all the things I do. And when I take a look at any obligation I have, I take a look at the benefit that I derive from that obligation. And that's how I gauge whether it's going to stay in my life or not. And that's the standard by which we go ahead and start living a better life. When you know yourself, when you know who you are, you will also know when you have enough. This is where I always get that uh, pushback. You always get pushback from people who are like, well, you know, I love, I'm happy with my life. Well, yeah, and of course you are happy with your life, but it's not, it depends on the comparison or the model that you're establishing that determines that, right? If you're, if the model is the American dream and the fact that, let's say you only work 40 hours and and the guy next door is working 60 for the same life, well, of course you can find a reason to be happy with your life. That's why Facebook, social media is so successful. It's because 
social media, any mirror, any image of or the ability to draw a comparison to someone else that elevates your life will actually alleviate any responsibility you have to change anything. If you don't want to do anything about your life, all you have to do is get on social media and sit and have a conversation with yourself or someone you love about what somebody else is going through, right? Well, you know, yeah, I I don't have a million-dollar home, but, I mean, I certainly ain't living on the street like those homeless people, right? And all of a sudden, hell, you're good, right? You're good. It ain't bad. Then, of course, the other issue that we have is we adapt very well. I mean, you think about any of the travesties in life, and I'm not going to draw on any specifics, but I referenced the inmates in prison and their ability to adapt and find a level of contentment within their life that they accept. Are, we're not any different. When, it taught, when, we, when you think about getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning every day for six days a week and mucking concrete or doing what you do, and for the meager return on that effort, right? What do you actually get for a day, for a week's worth of work busting your butt? The tangible benefits are the weekend off to maybe drink some beers, maybe have a barbecue, maybe have a steak or two. But when it comes down to it, most of the things you're working for don't contribute in any way to the true quality of your life other than the fact you can look out your window or hang out with your friends and say yeah i got me a nice big house you know what you're not telling your friends yeah hey guess what we're taking three weeks off we're going surfing oh hey guess what we're flying to hawaii uh the trip's already paid for we have plenty of money in the bank and we just paid off all of our debt now most of us can't imagine having that kind of a conversation but there are people in the world who do there are people in the world who woke up woke up one day and said, you know, wait a minute, maybe the reason we don't have enough time and money is because we don't take the time to evaluate the things we want. So no matter what we want, there's always something else we want, which in that case equates out to you will never have enough. It's easier than you think, and it starts with you, within you, for the right reasons. Why is this important to you? Well, it might not be, depending on where you are in life. It may not, this might not matter one bit. In fact, you might be shaking your head going, oh, this doesn't make a bit of sense to me. You got to have a place to live. Put simply, when you have everything you need in life because you appreciate and you value the things you have in your life, it's a lot easier for you not to go out and value things that you don't know anything about, right? I have a PS3, a PlayStation 3, right? You know, I don't have the latest and greatest because I'm content with the PS3, because it serves my purpose. I know myself well enough that I know I'm only going to play video games on occasion. I'm not a big-time gamer, and while I enjoy the experience, I don't want a PS5 or PS6 or PS18, right? When I, when you, when I think about my house, or let's just turn this around, when you think about your home, I, I'm content with my home. In part because it serves its purpose. Like your home, it provides me with a a place to get out of the weather, a place to rest, a place to take a shower and to fix my food and to prepare for my day, right? The issue is at what expense, at what cost, how much of my resources does that choice take from me? And more significantly, what do I receive for that choice in the way of benefits? I have the option right now, like I said, we're talking about changing our entire lifestyle, 
move into apartment and condominium living, right? How does that happen? Or for matter for that fat matter, how did it happen that my wife and I were able to retire both at 54 years old and live debt-free or be able to do any of the things we're doing? It's because when you define what you want based on who you are and not the ideas you've been given or the innate hunter-gatherer instinct that exists within all of us, apparently, all of a sudden you can streamline and conserve resources that are currently just going out into the wind for things you truly love to do. And, And what's cool about that is it takes your life in a completely new direction. When you're making the right choices based on who you are and what you love to do, your life is in a continual state of motion. Yes, you celebrate where you are. Yes, you embrace where you are. But your movement is always forward in the direction of something else you have yet to experience before you die. And that is the true definer of living your best life. How do we get off track? We are inundated with information that has nothing to do with us or the quality of our life. We are inundated with influences around us that take us off our track when it comes to where we are going and what's best for us. If you want to wake up and not feel like you never have enough, make sure the things that you have in your life are connected to the person you are and the things that inspire you. Shape your entire existence around the idea of preserving your resources so that you don't waste a penny or a minute of those resources on anything that doesn't take you in the direction of the things that inspire you. And of course, I realize that most people are shaking their head because this is a concept that just, it's unfathomable, except for it isn't. The world is full of examples of people who are doing exactly what I'm talking about. Some of the richest, most famous people in the world base their entire life on the decision to pursue things that inspire them. You know, to be honest with you, I don't know if this this message will ever get through. I mean, I'm fighting, uh, clearly fighting an uphill battle when it comes to the amount of marketing and the ideas that keep being pumped into us about how happiness is achieved and what success looks like. But I guarantee this. You will never be more successful than you are at the things you love to do. You will never find more inspiration or energy than you will draw from the things that you love to do. And equally as significant, you will never truly understand what it feels like to wake up in the absence of want. Do I want things? Yes, I do. I want to influence the world in a way that helps people experience the kind of life that my wife and I have been fortunate enough to create for ourselves. And I guarantee it didn't come from a book. It didn't come from what we learned in school. And it certainly didn't come from the people around us. Discovering what we want in life comes down to spending time with ourselves, shutting the noise off just long enough for us to be able to see the truth in our decisions. Granted, you own what you own and you've made your choices thus far, but there is always the opportunity to change it. Take a minute and ask yourself or imagine what it would be like to wake up and actually find contentment in everything that you have. And more than that, to imagine what it would feel like to have what you have and still have a whole world of choices because the things you have do not consume all of the resources you need to move your life in in an even better 
direction. Believe me, it's possible, and if you really take a look around at your life, I guarantee you have more than enough. There's definitely no doubt about it. It always feels better to do things you love than things you have to do. And if you're going to do things you have to do, it should probably be for the things you love to do. Just one crazy idea that most people aren't going to be able to grab a hold of. I hope that's not you. I hope you're ready for some change in your life. I hope you're ready to start living, waking up excited and living the kind of life you uh, dream of living rather than the kind of life you've inherited. I hope you learn to control your hunter-gatherer and to wake up one day realizing you have everything you need. Hey, listen, until next time, my name is Chris Haquez, and this is Your Best Life Defined. <laughs>